Today we're going to do a review of the Kutusichas in Chelik Yud Gimel, the second Sicha for the Pashas Pinchas. So, there's a Rashi Sicha. The Rebbe has, as usual, many questions. The Rebbe comes up with a uh, an answer which smooths out all the difficulties and the Rashi and the whole picture gets uh, very clear and beautifully uh, explained. So, this is talking about um, in the uh, Parshas Pinchas um, the um, when the Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu that um, he is uh, going to uh, pass on and um, and um, he's not going to go into Eretz Yisrael. And he tells him that he's going to show him Eretz Yisrael from the Har Havarim, as the Pasuk explains. And then, so Moshe Rabbeinu then speaks to Hashem. And he says to Hashem, he asks Hashem to appoint Yifkoid Hashem Ish al He's praying to Hashem to uh, appoint a successor to him, uh, to uh, Moshe. And Hashem you know, who will lead the people, and Hashem chooses Yeshua bin Nun, so Yeshua becomes the uh, next one, uh, after Moshe Rabbeinu, and together with Lozer HaKoyin, as the Apostle says, and Moshe did so. So that is the discussion over here. Following that discussion, the verse starts to talk about the korbonis, about the sacrifices. So in Perik Chofches, uh, Pasuk Aleph, the Pasuk starts saying, Vaydabra Hashem al-Moshe Leimer, Pasuk Beis. So it starts telling him, Tzav is B'nai Yisroel, Aleihem. Basically instruct the B'nai Yisroel and say to them, and then the Pasuk goes on to tell them about the Korban Tomid, Korban Lachmili Shireach Nechoychid, it's a uh, a bread, which is a korban for my fire, which is as pleasant a Romer, you should make sure, you should guard to offer it in time and every day. And then we go on from there, we talk about the carbon uh, tomid that was brought part in the morning, a part in the afternoon, and then later on Shabbos, the Musaf, Rosh the Musaf, etc., etc. So now this Rashi, the Sicha, and the Rebbe is concentrating on the first Rashi over here, so let's look the Sikha inside. In the Aleph, Bitchilas Parshis Akarbonis. So Bitchilas Parshis Akarbonis, in the beginning of the portion of the Karbonis, we parshu Seinu in our portion. Maitik Rashi Satevis Rashi quotes from the verse the words Tzav as Bnei Yisrael. So the Pasik starts off, instruct. The Bnei Yisrael. Hashem says to Moshe that he should instruct the Bnei Yisrael, and then we go on by the Karbanas. What does Rashi explain? The word Savas Bnei Yisrael. So Rashi says like this What is said above, meaning before the Karbanas? What did we just read? That Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, Yifkoid Hashem. Hashem should appoint a leader. That should go before the Bnei Yisrael. 
So, Omar loy hakodesh baruchu. So here, when Hashem says sav as bnei Yisrael, Hashem says to him, ad shaato mitzaveni al bonai. Instead of you instructing me on my children, in other words, you are telling me that I should make sure to appoint a leader for them. So you are instructing me, you're mitzaveni, you're telling me what I need to do instead of doing that. Tzave as bonai olai. You should instruct my children on me. Instead of me on my children, you instruct my children olai on me. And that's why the Pasuk is saying here, Tzav is Bnei Yisrael, this is Hashem's response to Moshe, you tell the Bnei Yisrael what they need to do for me. And then Rashi goes and gives a mashul, Chulu, that we will discuss in the Siv base, the mashul that Rashi gives over here. But first, we're going to try to figure out what is Rashi's problem over here with the words Sabez Bnei Yisrael that he needs to bechlal comment over here? The language of Tzavez Bnei Yisrael as well as followed up with the sentence of Marto Alehem. That is something which is pretty common in the Torah and Rashi doesn't find it necessary to explain anything. So the question becomes what is Rashi's problem? So we need to understand Ma Koshel Rashi Yisrael. What is the difficulty to Rashi in the words Tzavez Bnei Yisrael instructed children of Israel that he needed to interpret them, to explain, give you an explanation. What's the problem? If the problem is the word tzav, tzav is a little bit of a strong language. Tzav, instruct, but harikvar pirsho rashi. But rashi is already interpreted bereish parshas tzav in the Chumash Vayikra in parshas tzav. So over there it says the word tzav. And rashi explains it over there ubehad gosha. And Rashi emphasizes and says, this is the meaning of tzav. Ain't tzav elo loshin zirus miyad uledoides. That the language, when it says tzav, instruct, that's a language of encouragement for immediately and also for generations. So when you're trying to give a command now and for the future, you use the loshin tzav. That is the meaning of the word tzav. Hainu. That means Shabakol Mokim ain't Pirush Achar Litzav. There is no other interpretation to the meaning of Tzav. So over here too, Tzav is Bnei Yisrael, instruct them for now and for the future. Rashi comes up with a whole nother interpretation. Instead of telling my instructing me to the children, then tell the uh, instruct my children on, on me. Yes, Mefarshim. There are some commentators, the Rashi Bolivar, that what Rashi is coming to explain here, Hasmichas, the Parsha Zul, the Parsha Kadamas. Why this section over here, the closeness, 
why did the Torah juxtapise, put the portion of Karbonis, the Parshas Akademis, to the previous portion of Yifkeid Hashem, Hashem shall uh, appoint that Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, why is the connection? And Bezui Kavonas Rashi, this is what Rashi's intention is, Bemashe Kosov. Rashi says, Ma Omur Lemailo Yifkeid Hashem. What does it say above before this? Hashem should appoint. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem. So, Kalaima, what Rashi is trying to say with these words is, What's the connection? What's the tie? What ties between our portion to that which was written before Yifkoid Hashem? So, that's Rashi's question. Rashi answers, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem said to him, etc. So, basically, the question that Rashi has is not in the word Tzav, according to those Mepharshim, but they're saying, Rashi's question is, what is the following, why is the connection, why are these parshas written next to each other? But the Rebbe says, uh, for two reasons, it's hard to explain it's difficult to explain so in Rashi. That this is really what Rashi is bothering Rashi's karma to explain. But it's difficult to explain so in the Rashi. Key. Because Aleph. Number one, Signa in Rashi, Rashi's style in a similar situation. When Rashi comes to explain the closeness of sections, of portions. Why they're next to each other, who... So what is Rashi's style? Rashi usually says like this, Why was it brought close? That's what Rashi uses to explain why portions are next to each other. In this section itself, on the Pasek, it means in the previous Hashem. so over there it says, Alei El Har HaAvorim, Shem tells him to go up to Mount Avarim, which he will go ahead and see all of Eretz Yisrael. And Rashi said, Why was it brought close to here? So what does it have to do with what we just read before? So you see, Rashi says the language, In the beginning of the section of Shlach, Rashi says, so again, why was it closed the section of Meraglim to the section of Miriam? Rashi says, Loma Nismacha. Beresh Parshas Baloischa. Rashi says, Loma Nismacha Parsha Menoira. The Parsha Nesim. Why is this section, the portion of Menoira, next to the portion of Nesim at the end of Nosei? And what's the connection to Baloischa? So you see that if Rashi is explaining why Parshas are next to each other, he uses the notion of Loma Nismacha. But not to say, as Rashi says here, Ma'omur Lamailo. That's not the style of Rashi. So it doesn't really sit well to say that this is Rashi's intent. But number two, it's not even a problem over here, the Rebbe argues in question number two in base. It's not a question. Where else? I mean, this is the place to write the Parsha Korbanes because it's almost finished the Chumash Bamidbar. We're coming to the, the Moshe Rabbeinu hasn't told them all these halachas. So we have to bring it down over here. Base. So, smichas aparshis benitin the dan 
The closeness of these portions, in our case, is understood very simply. Since up till now, which is they're ending the 40 years in the desert. The portion of Karbonis has not yet been set. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is forced to command them on this now. Before we go to the repetition of the Torah, we need to bring it down over here. That was Moshe Rabbeinu was repeating. But here from Hashem, we have to hear it at some point. So that seems to be the place to place it. For if not now, so then when? So that's why the Rebbe rejects the interpretation that Rashi is coming to explain why is this Parsha A next to the previous Parsha because A, the language that Rashi uses here doesn't seem, Rashi usually uses, if that's the question, and B, it's not really a problem because this is the place where it belongs, so that wouldn't be a problem. But the Rebbe says, maybe you're going to say, uh, you can't also explain, maybe what Rashi is coming to explain, the kosher le Rashi, the Rashi is bothered by what's difficult for Rashi, the duplicate language. We say, Tzav as B'nai Yisrael. And then it says, Instruct and say. Why do you have to need to instruct and say? Just say, Marta Or Tzav One of them seems to be extra. And maybe that's bothering Rashi. Rashi wants to explain that. So the Rebbe said, had that been the case, number one, Rashi would have brought down the other, the words of Amarta Alehem, which is his problem, the repetition in the quote from the Pasuk. Uh, uh, Aleph, then, if that's the case, that Rashi's problem is that, Rashi should quote from the Pasuk, either before the commentary, as a quote of the Pasuk, or at least in his comment, Gamba Amarta, which is also Marta Leim, the word Vamarta should be the Kalideze, that's the way the Kasha came about. The question was aroused by the extra words, so I should say at least Vamartas. So that, that, is, uh, that is one thing. So it's difficult to say that that's bothering Rashi. And then we don't find that this is really a question that bothers Rashi, because we find other places Rashi doesn't say anything. Base. Later on in the portion of Masse, as it relates to the boundaries of the land of Eretz Yisrael, also over there it says, instruct the Bnei Yisrael. So it says, first instruct the Marta It's also the same duplicate Lashon. And Rashi doesn't say anything. So it means that Rashi is not bothered. It's not a different. Uh, Rashi, if that's bothered, I should explain it over there. And the Chlal, the Rebbe says, in general, this is the exact lotion, but in many places, in many places it says, and Rashi does not explain the uh, duplication, the uh, repeating of the language. 
So therefore we have to say that according to the simple study, this is not a question. The reason why there is a duplicate language it's to give more strength, force, to give more force to the command or similar to that. So it's not a problem. It says Now we're going to go to the next part. Rashi, what is the marshal that Rashi brings down uh, for this? So Rashi, Mamshech Vipirushe, he gives a parable. So what is the parable Rashi gives? So he says like this, Moshul Lebas Melech Shehoyson Nifteres Min Ha'olam. As a story, as an example, there was a daughter of a king which was about to pass away from the world. And um, so she's instructing her husband to take care of her children. She's telling her husband uh, to uh, make sure that the children are taken care of after she dies. And that's it. That's why she doesn't say, says, etc., like we find in the Sifri. Over there, what happens is the end of the Moshe Sifri, Rashi doesn't bring it down, is that the uh, that the uh, husband of the of the Bas Melech told the Bas Melech told his wife, "Why are you telling me that I should take care of your children? Why don't you tell your children to take care of me?" But Rashi doesn't bring down the rest of the Moshul. He just says, etc. So, what is the beginning move on? So, first thing the Rebbe wants to know, uh, what, what, what do we need a Moshul for? I mean, what, what, else, what is the Moshul going to add to what we understand? That Moshe Rabbeinu was instructing the Ebeshter, tell him to, to find somebody for, uh, to lead them. And then the Ebeshter says, why don't you instruct your children to do the korbanis? Mani toisef. So what is added? Mani toisef. What is added? By in understanding the posuk. And from this nimshol So the, the nimshol is that the Ebrister is saying to Moshe instead of telling me about how to take care of my kids, Albonai. Hulu to appoint a leader from them, and therefore I the marshals there we understand something better. What what additional insight does this marshal give to this whole idea of uh, of, of what I, what Rashi already said that Hashem is sending to Moshe to make sure that his children will uh, listen to him. Um, but the Rebbe says, if you think about it, you will see that actually. The marshal is not as strong as the actual um, as the actual case over here. Let's look inside. The lechayda adrabe. It would seem on the contrary. Hanimshol moving yoiser by marshal. The nimshol. What we're trying to learn out is more understood than the example that you're giving me. In other words, what Hashem is saying to Moshe is more rational, is more reasonable almost 
than the marshal that I'm trying to explain to you, uh, which is not as clear as with the Nimshel, with the story between Hashem and Moshe. And the Rebbe explains in several details. Aleph. Bakoshas Moshe me'esa Kodesh Baruch Hu Yivkei Hashem Goimer Ish Al Ho'edo This request that Moshe Rabbeinu asked for Makodesh Baruch Hu that Hashem should appoint a man over the community Muvenes Umuchrachasi That's understood and that is necessary necessary We have to have that Why? We're talking about to appoint a leader for the entire Jewish people. So we don't just want to have a leader over here. We want to have a leader for all the people. So a, a, a leader for all the people, as he says, you can tolerate each one and one according to their views, so you can tolerate all different views. So you need somebody unique and somebody special. So we understand why Moshe Rabbeinu says, Shem, appoint a proper person. It's not just uh, appointing someone. So that was the request of Moshe Rabbeinu. What is the Moshul, the Ilu Baha Moshul? What is in the Moshul? What was the woman asking? She was asking, She was asking her husband to take care of her children, of their children, their children, her children, she was saying, take care of my children, she was saying. So, what is the uh, taking care of the children? First of all, you're talking, we're talking about, there we're talking about Kolam Yisrael, and we're talking about a number, very uh, few number, whatever children she has. So we're not talking about she has to tell her husband make sure to take care of my children. We're not talking about so many people over here. And, uh, but number two, we're not talking about strangers. We're talking shame Bonim. We're talking about the children. Uh, they're also children. They're, they're actually his children too. They're, we're talking about children. But the question is, for your own children, there's not such a necessity to have to go instruct them. It's not so uh, have to, it's not so necessary, necessary so much. That the father should uh need to that they should appoint him over his children. So we don't understand by here we understand why Moshe Rabbeinu we're talking about all Yidin, we're talking about a leader. Uh over there we're talking about children, so it's very few and it's also not so necessary. So that's one thing. So the the the, the, the nimshal is more obvious than the marshal. The number two, the Rebbe says, in the response, what is the response of Hashem to Moshe? Also, we understand by the Nimshol. 
Over there, Shem says, Tzabe is bona yalai, move on. Over there, we say, Hashem says, you should instruct your children on me. Why? Because it's necessary. If you look at the history of the Bnei Yisrael, it's not necessary to tell them, instruct them, that they should take care of the needs of Hashem, that they should do it. Shari Ovru Bnei Yisrael, Al Hashem, because the Bnei Yisrael have transgressed the commands of Hashem. And they tested Hashem. Many times in the desert. And there is a need to warn them about it. But when we talk about in the Moshul, the example that we're bringing over there, we don't even understand why would it enter your mind that the sons will forget about their father and he is forced to instruct them on this. So we don't understand. We don't understand why in the Marshall we don't understand so much why the uh, mother has to instruct her husband. We understand it more why Moshe Rabbeinu needs to ask Hashem, tell Hashem to bring, make a proper leader. And also in the uh, response, we understand why Hashem is saying, go ahead and tell my kids because tell the Bnei Yisrael to be mitzavah them because they've already uh, sinned before. But why should we so understand about the children here that um, they need to be, uh, the, the husband answers her, that you tell your children to take care of me. They haven't done anything. We don't know of anything that they've done. So why is Rashi bring this marshal and the marshal doesn't still fit? fit? Also, in Gimel, the Rebbe says, Gam yesh Rashi Also, we have to understand the diyukim, uh, the, the emphasis over here that the, we have to look into here. These are going to be uh, the uh, points that Rashi brings down that we need to figure out uh, in the marshal that Rashi brings. First of all, Aleph, Rashi Maitik Medivre Hasifri, Rashi quotes from the words of Sifri, Moshul Lebas Melech Shehoisor Nifteres Minoilom. That the example is from a daughter of the king who was dying, she was leaving the world. And she was instructing her husband for her children. So. And then Rashi says, as we find in this Sifri. So the Rebbe says, Rashi just brings down a few points and says in the Sifri, he doesn't bring down the whole Moshul, he just brings down some, and then it says, So either way, if Rashi's intent is to point to the source of the example. And the one who is studying needs to look inside of the source. So Rashi should have shortened it and said, without bringing the 
just say Moshe Bas Melech as we find in Sifri. <coughs> but the Imber Tzoyne, but if Rashi wishes Lohidia Toichnoi Shalam Moshel to let us know the contents, what the Moshel is, Havalei Lahatikah B'Shleim Musoy. So Rashi should have quoted it fully. Veloi Lahovi Rak Proti Machodi Ma Moshel, not just to bring a few details of the Moshel. So therefore, so what do we learn from this? So we must say, These details that Rashi is quoting, They're the main in understanding his commentary. As opposed to the rest. So what is, we need to figure out, what is so important in this part of Moshul Lebas Melech, uh, that Rashi brings down uh, with, the, with the details. Uh, as we'll see, the Rebbe will explain all these details. Base, number two. Where is the source of this Moshul? Is as Rashi says, it's in the Sifri. But over there, it's a little bit of a change than Rashi. Number one over there, it says, Moshul Chulu Lemelech. Not Bas Melech, but it's a Moshul to the Melech. So it's over there is a discussion between the Melech and his wife. Because number two, We're talking about a king with his wife and not a daughter of a king with her husband. But Rashi changes and he writes, Moshul le Bas Melech. The story, the Moshe is of a daughter of a king. Her husband, so it's not the discussion between the wife of the king with the king, but we're talking about a discussion of a daughter of a king with her husband who is not a king. So, now, Rashi doesn't make up his own Moshe's if it's not in Sifri. We have to say that Rashi had a version of the Sifri but the fact that Rashi chose is that version that is telling, and we have to figure out. Although Rashi found such a version in the Sifri, for he writes like we find in the Sifri. But still, it's not understood. Why did Rashi choose this version? Veloi nokad girso haravachas, and he does not use the more common version. Kinira mizeshi bobis from shalono. It appears from that that in ours for him, we have the common version over here. So you see, in our version, it's a Moshe Melech and his wife, not a Bas Melech with her husband. So why does Rashi choose that? It's telling. Befrat shaadrabe. Especially on the contrary, when we're trying to bring this as the example for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Masim Dafke Moshel the Melech, Eivishter should be equated more to a king than to a husband of a daughter of a king. So we have to say Shadavke Girsuzu Masimo that is specifically this version is fitting Lipshute Shel Mikra to the simple meaning of the. Posik, which is the Derech of Pirush Rashi, which is Rashi's style, 
we need to understand. And number three, Dubar Kama Pomim, already spoken many times. That when Rashi assigns the source, gives us the source for his commentary. Especially when he's not close his words, just saying, our teachers tell us without telling. But he specifically says, but when Rashi specifies it, as in our case, he says, Sifri, then the reason for Rashi doing that is because it's in order to exclude, to reject a similar saying, which we find elsewhere, but it does not fit to his commentary in the simple meaning of the Pasuk. And what Rashi is trying to say, well, it's in this particular, it's in the Sifri, rejecting some other interpretation. Another possibility for Rashi saying a source, which is not in our case though, but the Rebbe suggests that sometimes when the Rashi will say, look in the Mokr, is when you will look into the Mokr, so Rashi will answer a question that will come about, will be aroused by a uh, sharp student, and he may find his answer through looking in the Sifri. So the question is, what's in our case? What is Rashi coming to hint? And to explain Alidei Hisofas Tsiyun Hamokir by adding the source Kidi Isov the Sifri as we find in the Sifri. The Rebbe brings down, and the Rebbe will explain later on, that there is a similar marshal in the Tanchuma, and that's Rashi coming to reject because over there that marshal doesn't fit the style as the Rebbe will explain. In the Tanchuma, maybe Gamke Moshul Doime. He also brings a similar example beneath the Dan in our case, a similar. The Rebbe is quoting now the Tanchumo. What is the Moshul? What can this be uh, uh, compared to? A king who married a woman. This woman had a Shoshvin, which means a person who was a support for the woman, like a like by the chuppah, you go, somebody goes with the chasm, the kala is called a shoshvin. So I had a support, went with this, with the wife of the king. All the time when the king would get angry on his wife, shoshvin so then this shoshvin he would appease the king. So, and then it came the time for the Shoshvin. He's about to die. So he started asking, requesting from the king. So he says to the king, I ask of you, put your mind on your wife. Meaning he was asking, don't get angry at her. Don't get the cast on her. 
because he's not going to be there anymore to be Mephias, to appease the king, if the king gets angry. So he said, Don't get angry. So the king says to the Shushvin, Why are you instructing me for my wife that I should give my mind on her? You tell her of me that she should not get me angry. So from this we can say the Moshul Zesha Bitanchuma that it is this Moshul that's brought in Tanchuma, Bo Rashi Lishlo. This is what Rashi is coming to reject because when he writes Kidi Isa Bisifri. Rashi says it's the Moshul that I'm bringing from the Sifri and not the Moshul that we find in Tanchuma. But the question is why? But that we need to understand. Why is the example more fitting that Rashi brings down more more than the emotional of the Shoshim of Tanchumah? So the Rebbe is going to explain over here now as the Rebbe explains in many of the Sikhs that we've been learning that Rashi is bothered by the general context in the words, in the psukim over here. We have to look in the psukim, uh, not get caught up just on the touch of the word, but just take a understanding as the Rebbe shows us the insight that the issue here is why does it say Tzavez Bnei Yisrael and not Tzavez HaKohanim? It's a mitzvah of the Korbonis, which the Kohanim do, so why does it start with Tzavez Bnei Yisrael? And that way we'll understand the whole marshal and the interpretation that the Rashi brings down. Babiru calls that. The explanation all the above. Teva Sav Kvar Pirsha Rashi. Rashi has already explained what the meaning of the word Sav is. Kinnis Kalil has mentioned before that in Chomish Vayikram Parshas Sav, Rashi says they ain't Sav Elo Loshen Zirus. That Sav is a language of encouragement. Umizem move on. So from this understood that Loshen Sav Loiti Tochen so that understood that you cannot use a language of encouragement only to those who occupy themselves in actuality in observance of the tzivu. You can't encourage in learning people that are doing it. Those are the ones that need that encouragement, the ones that are doing it. So based on that kosher because of the law. It's difficult in our verse. The contest, what is the parsha talking about? The instructions to bring the sacrifices of the Abishta at the times that they need to bring them. That is an item which is done through the Kahanim. But here it says instruct the Bnei Yisrael. It doesn't say instruct Aaron his son. That's what it says in Parsha 7. It says, They are the ones that occupy themselves in the offering of the Korbanis. So, why does it say over here, Tzav as Bnei Yisrael? Well, the Taritz Kushizu might take Rashi. So, in order to answer this question, Rashi quotes from the Pasik, Tzav as Bnei Yisrael. Umefarish and he explains, Ma'omar Lamailo Yifkid Hashem. 
What does it say about Hashem should? Moshe Rabbeinu is asking Hashem to appoint. Hashem says to him, Why are you telling me to uh, take care of my children, to appoint some of my children, tell my children about me, instruct them to about me. So basically, so what Rashi is, is, is saying over here, this is like almost an independent piece besides what follows the Tzavis Bnei Yisrael is a command for all the Bnei Yisrael. Bonai, Bonai. And then, we'll see. Behind you, the Peter Tzavis Bnei Yisrael, what is the meaning of Tzavis Bnei Yisrael in our case? This is not specifically for the offering of the Karbonas. For now and generations. Ella zirus kloli lekol Yisrael. This is a general encouragement for all Yidden. Ala Kodesh Baruch Hu. For Hashem, koydem misosishul Moshe. Before Moshe is dying, Hashem is saying to Moshe, "Tzavis bnei Yisrael," as in a general way, encourage the bnei Yisrael. And this is kemaina. This is a, a response. Bismichas next to the divrei Moshe Yivked Hashem. Moshe's word, Hashem should appoint. He says to him, Hashem says to him, Tzavez B'nai Yisrael. Therefore, it says, number one, it says, Loshin Tzav. So it says, Loshin of Tzav. So why does Hashem change it to the Loshin of Tzav over here, specifically? It's Kishem Shem Moshe Mitzaveini Albonai. Just as Moshe Rabbeinu is instructing me. Bitzibui, it's a command. He says, Yifkoid Hashem, Hashem should appoint. He's not saying to Hashem, he's commanding Hashem. Kachona Kodesh Baruch Hu So Hashem says, responds in the same way, Tzavei, as B'nai Yisrael Alai. You're telling me, you instruct them. Tzav. And Beis, Rashi says, the Pasuk says, Tzav, and it says it's B'nai Yisrael. We're not talking about specifically Arnavonu, but this is for all Yidin. Just as Moshe requested, Yishkoid Hashem, that Hashem shall appoint Albonai, Mitzaveini Albonai. You're asking me for my children, for all Yidin. Children are not the Kohanim, all Yidin. Hashem is responding. I'm showing you how the response of Hashem is Achatu Mitzaveni. It fits exactly in the Shem's response. Shabazeh, you're telling me about Mbonai. Shabazeh, call Bnei Yisrael. Shabim. So, Kach, Ona Kodesh Baruch, all Yidin are equal. Kach, not only Kodesh, Kach, Ona Kodesh Baruch, Lemoshe, Tzavez Bonai Eloi. That's why it says, instruct my sons on me, which is Bnei Yisrael. Tzivu Bechlau. This is a general command. And then, though, the Pesach follows up, the Rebbe says, Gimel, that Achar Kach Moisif. Then he adds, the Ebrister adds, Shetziv Uzeh Einei Rak Simaslev. This instruction here is not just to pay attention, put your heart to it, that you should mitzavedem zechira ala Kodesh Baruch Hu. To remember Kodesh Baruch Hu, ki im v'amart aleim eskarboni v'goymer. 
you say to them, Korboni Vigoyimra means Hatsivuy Tzorich Lahovil Edemaisa. This command of Tzav needs to bring, lead, needs to bring to action. We'll move on. It's understood. Even though it's the Koyhanim, the Rebbe brought out before that do it. But over here we're saying the accomplishment of what the Koyhanim does is important to all Yid. This action that uh, say to the Bnei Yisrael that what the Kohanim will actually do, but this is needs to be in, uh, touching and important to all Yidin. They got to make sure that the Kohanim do their work because Pulas Akarbonis, that the Karbonis needs to take place. Shal Yodom Nase. Reach nechoyach through them, it becomes a pleasant aroma. Nachas ruch laforish amartiv nasir itzoni. Today, Mishter says, I have a nachas ruch, a pleasantness of spirit, because I have instructed, and my wishes have come true. That's important to all you. So therefore, that's the amarta leyem that comes as a result from the tzav as bnei yisrael. In Oisei, the Rebbe is going to explain now what. Why Rashi needed a marshal to explain his point? Because in the Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, speaking to Hashem and Hashem's response, so Hashem says that Moshe Rabbeinu is instructing me, Metzave, Yifkoid Hashem, since you're Metzave me, so Achato Metzave. Why don't you, Metzave Bonai, why are you telling Metzave? Metzave is a very strong language. Why would Moshe Rabbeinu be Metzave, the Ebishter? And the other thing is that Hashem is saying, don't be Metzave me. Instead of being Metzave me, why don't you be Metzave the children? But how could we see, how could it possibly be that Moshe Rabbeinu to Metzavah the Yidin is going to be greater than what Moshe Rabbeinu's Metzavah the Ebrister. The Ebrister, Moshe Rabbeinu is asking for a leader. And there shouldn't be the community of Israel without a leader. And what is Hashem asking in return? Should be a reich nechoyach, a pleasant aroma. How could it be that a pleasant aroma should be greater? Let's look. And that's Rashi trying to explain with the Moshe. Look inside. Hey. But according to this interpretation, the difficulty is number one, Aleph, Divrei Moshe, Moshe's words. Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, Yifkoid Hashem, Nemru Lakodesh Baruchu Bitsivoy. They were said to Hashem as a command, not asking, not begging, but telling Hashem what to do. Mitzaveni, as Rashi uses it, you're instructing me about my children. So how could Moshe Rabbeinu be talking like that? Why does Hashem respond by saying Tzav? Because you're telling me, I'm telling you Tzav. So the question is, how is it possible that Moshe Rabbeinu should speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with this type of a language? And base number two, Bakosha's Moshe that request of Moshe seems to be a pretty reasonable. Yivkoid Hashem. Hashem should 
the Rebbe uses here the Lashon Bakoshas Moshe, even though the Tzivu of Moshe, the Rebbe just finished saying. But Moshe Rabbeinu's request was, let Hashem appoint Hudavar HaMuchrach Likiyum Am Yisrael. That is a necessity. That's essential. That's something which is essential for the existence of the Am Bnei Yisrael, the Jewish people as a nation. As the Pasuk articulates, Moshe says, so that the community of Hashem shall not be like sheep that have no shepherd. So that was a necessary expectation, a request that Moshe Rabbeinu had. But Hashem's respond saying, why are you asking me? He's asking, he tells them to bring korbanos. What is what was the tachlisa shiiya reich nechoyach that it should be a pleasant aroma nachas ruch lefanei chulu a pleasantness of spirit that I said that my world has been fulfilled. So how could that compare? Hashem says instead of saying that, v'tamu b'yaser. So that's very surprising. Heimanachas ruach lefanei chulu is then the pleasantness of spirit before Hashem. Which is accomplished through the offering of the Karbonus. That is more essential, that's more necessary than than the request of Moshe that Hashem should appoint a man of the community. To the extent it's so much more important, the Karbonus that Hashem is arguing, coming with a complaint to Moshe. Instead of you instructing me for my children, say my children on me, which means that's more important. How could the pleasantness of aroma that Hashem gets from the Karbonus be more important and than the uh, Moshe Rabbeinu's request to Hashem to appoint a leader to save and to have the community survive? That's what Rashi says, the example for this is the example of a daughter of a king that was uh, dying. She was going from this world. And she was instructing her husband about her children. This is what the Moshul is going to do. That the Moshe Nimsha Lebas Melech. Now, first of all, Moshe has been equated here to a daughter of a king. And also, what time, at what situation, when she is leaving this world, when she's dying. And the subject matter is she is instructing about her children. Those who are the words that we bring from the Sifri. Bas Melech. And then, and Hashem, those are the uh, mentioned by Rashi from the Sufri, these are the details. And the Ebrister, Hakodesh Baruch is Baila, move on, Kolanal. That will give explanation, all the above, the issue. How could Moshe Rabbeinu talk like that? And how does Hashem think that the Reich Nechoyach is more important and therefore would be understood by bringing these few words from the Sifri and that's why also Rashi brings the Sifri with a Chachain Masayim Rashi Kedi Isu Sifri that's why Rashi 
concludes like we find in Sifri, to reject the Moshul that don't not like the Moshul of Tanchuma, as we said earlier in Sif Gimel. In the Tanchuma, it talks about a king, and it talks about the wife of the king. So that would not answer these questions that we have over there. Over there is talking about the... Um, it's a relationship between a king and his wife. Here we're talking a daughter of a king, and we're talking with her husband, and not with a king. And that's why the question that we asked before will be explained, as the Rebbe will explain in Ois Vav. In Ois Vav, the Rebbe is going to explain uh, the argument, the way the Moshul is to be understood. The Moshul explains, A, the argument of Moshe, which is, in this case, specifically a woman that is a daughter of a Bas Melech. It also explains the request of the husband, the Kodesh Baruch Hu, that the wife should instruct. And it also explains the argument, why is it so important that the husband, the, that the wife, the Bas Melech instructs. Let's see inside, and this will explain, so the Rebbe is breaking it up into three points and explains the three parts which are difficult in the story, and that's the Moshul is coming to explain. So, So to explain the explanation of this Moshul. Number one, we're going to talk about Ho'isho. So we're talking about the woman over here. So Rashi says a woman, not a woman, not the wife of the Melech, but a woman, since she is a daughter of the king. She's a Bas Melech. So that's why So then she demands with force from her husband. In this case, it's Bailostam. She'ena melech. He's not a king. Rashi's example is not from a Isha to her husband king, but a Bas Melech to her husband, which is not a king. So that explains how does Moshe Rabbeinu talk like that. But let's first see in the Moshal. What happens when we have a daughter of a king who is demanding, speaking tough to her husband who is not a king? But what are the circumstances that this woman who is a Bas Melech talk, talk, talks with Kifas tough to her husband is Rak Aleph, as the Sifri quoted the Rashi, the words of the Sifri, the Rashi quotes, when she's about to leave the world. And number two, Beis, these are the details that Rashi brings down from the Sifri. When she's leaving this world and who she's instructing about her children, which basically means that's a unique and a special circumstance. That called Yemei Nisu Eho, all the days of their marriage, Harei Bechol Isho Nemar, so it's written with regards to all women, 
in the very beginning in the Chumash, it says, Vuhu he will dominate you. Which means she she is bent and she is subjugated to her husband. So that's not always that the woman will talk tough only when she is leaving those worlds. And also but it comes, number one, that she is leaving this world, and two, again, she has to instruct, and again, this is why the lotion of the Sifri Nadit she has to instruct her husband, who's not a king, about her children, and then, in addition, they are grandchildren of the king. So then it reawakens, it comes back and reawakens that force, that toughness of a daughter of a king. That explains, as we will see, the Rebbe will explain, number one explains, how come Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to Hashem in the language of Tzav? It's because he is the daughter the daughter of the king, the daughter of a king has Tokiv. It is involves the children, which is something very important. And when it comes the end of life, and she has no choice but to instruct her husband about her children, and who are not just children, grandchildren, then you talk tough, as we'll see at the in the Nimshal. Base. The second thing is as far as the husband goes. The husband answers, he says, he requests Abal Mivakish, she as Bonov Olov. She says that the wife should instruct uh, his children about him. And in a way of instruction and encouragement. Kivon shahu bailo stam. Again, because we're not talking here about the melech again. We're talking about in the marshal of the Sifri that Rashi quotes, we're talking about a bailo, we're talking about a husband, a husband of the daughter of the king. Stam below melech, and not a king. So over there we have an issue. We need to make sure that the children are instructed. Yesh mokim lachshash. There is a room for a worry that the children who are grandchildren of a king their mother was the daughter of the king so it's an issue that maybe they are going to deal with me in a degrading way and that's why it's essential that the wife which is the daughter of the king should encourage them and should warn them about this because in this case again the husband it's very important that these uh, children who are not specifically because they are not children of a king they are children of a uh, of a regular husband who uh, the worry is that they're not going to listen. And then the marshal, you'll see that the Eberster is considered them like a regular husband because 
didn't, didn't listen to HaKadosh Baruch many times. We'll see inside Baiter. So that takes care of the two aspects of the wife and about the husband. And now, why is it so essential, the argument, Gimel, that better or make sure to instruct the children to take care of their father, of your husband? Is Gimel. The argument is, Instead of instructing me about your children, about the children, instruct the children of me. If we were talking about the example was a king, then even if his sons don't conduct with honor, he's not need them so much. Because he's a king. A king would not need to be able, would not need to have so much instructing the children to honor him. He has officers, he has servants. He's just a husband. That's the example of the Sifri that Rashi chooses. That's all what he has, is his sons. If they're not going to give him covet, then there is not going to be anything. So that's why it's so important. These three parts is going to be now Understood in the Nimshul. We'll understand these three parts in the Nimshul. Number one, when Moshe asks, when who goes out in front of them, comes in front of them, Yitzim takes them out, Goimer, Yeviyam, and brings them in, etc. Like a sheep that have no shepherd. So, over here, uh, we're talking about a shepherd over here. When it comes to this case, Moshe becomes like a shepherd. We're talking about they shouldn't remain without a shepherd because now they have a shepherd. They have Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to Hashem, We don't want to leave them without a shepherd. What does it mean, Rai Yisrael? Because of his being a shepherd, he speaks out to Hashem with force. He said with force, he spoke to Hashem earlier. He says, if you carry, you forgive their sin. Then I'm not going to tell you, erase me. And if you are not going to forgive them, and similar. So he's a Rei Yisrael, he's a shepherd who speaks tough with Hashem. Betoikiv Godl, Dugmas Bas Melech, Voidkates, but there's other cases that Moshe Rabbeinu speaks up for the into Hashem. That's with a lot of force. That's Dugmas Bas Melech. That is an example of a daughter of a king. A daughter of a king, Shenisas Labal Stam, who gets married to Stam, a husband. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kavyochel, in this case, married to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But we're not talking HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a Melech. So a wife, in such a case, Abbas Melech, who has the strength of a Melech, speaking to her husband, she can talk tough. So, therefore, in this case, by Moshe Rabbeinu, 
when it comes the time of his parting from this world, when it came the time that he needs to give over the sheep that he shepherded to a new shepherd, who will fill his place by leading the Bnei Yisrael, which is Bnei B'choy Yisrael, my children. My oldest child is Yisrael. And they are a kingdom of priests, which means Sorim. These are very important people that need to be taken care of. So there's asking Tova, he demands Mibayla from her husband, Mansur HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Meis HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with the force of Bas Melech. So basically, this first part of Abbas Melech explains Moshe Rabbeinu's talking to Hashem, Mitzaveni, instructing Hashem because of the Toikov he has of a Bas, of like a Bas Melech, and talking to a Balo. And this is the way Moshe Rabbeinu as a shepherd sticks up for the Bnei Yisrael when he's looking for somebody to fill his place, when it's about time to leave. The number two is with regards to the Bnei Yisrael. So when we say, the Eberster says, instruct them for me. So relative to the Bnei Yisrael, Shechelik Mehem, Avru al HaKadosh Baruch Hu a section, a portion of them have transgressed the commands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu several times. So they don't have that derecheretz and that uh, reverence for Hashem. The Ebrister to them is similar to Baila, not Ashes, the Isha of a Melech, but the wife of a Baal, of a son, of a, of a husband, of Stam. And that's why it's necessary that Moshe Rabbeinu who is Habas Melech, who is equated to the Bas Melech, Yitzavim, he must instruct them. B'dibur Shel Zirus, with words of encouragement, on this, that they need to take care and honor Hashem, Tzavez Bnei Yisrael, instruct the Bnei Yisrael. It's very, very important because these Bnei Yisrael don't appreciate Hashem as a Melech, as a King, that's the, also the marshal over here from the Sifri of a Baal, which is a husband. So why is that, however, the argument that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says this is more important? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu Gimel, who Kaviyochul, he's so to speak, Kimoi Bailo. In this case, Hashem is like our husband, Veloi Melech. As the Rebbe explained earlier, normally a king can have his needs met. But over here, Hashem, so to speak, is like a husband who won't have his needs met if the kids don't provide it for him. Melech. It's like a father who needs his children for bread. And therefore it's understood. Instruct my children on me. This is something which is absolutely necessary. It has to happen. It's, Hashem, it's very important to Hashem, blessed. As it says in the Apostlech, It's the Korban is my bread, it's my food. The Korban are the food and the sustenance 
An absolute necessity of a Kaddish Baruch so to speak. So that's why that is actually more important, to make sure that a Kaddish Baruch has his necessities. In Zayin, the Rebbe learns out a wonderful lesson from this Rashi, that the relationship between Yidin and HaKadosh Baruch is not in the level of a king. It's a level of a father which is unique for the Bnei Yisrael. And it's a connection that brings comes all the time because those are the Karbonis, those bring the Lechem of the Eberster. And that tells us how important it is every davening and all of this connection. Let's look inside. Zayin. From this we have a wonder, a wonder is in lesson in the service of Hashem. That the connection between Hakadosh Baruch Hu to the Jewish souls, so to speak, it's similar to a connection between a father and a son. Like the pasuk says, "Bonim atem l'Hashem lekechem." You are children to God, your God, which means rak atem. You are children, which is l'maylem ebichinas melech, which is beyond than the level of a king. Debshta may be a king to many others, but Yidden, special, are not Debshta, that they're just their children. That's unique over there, in that level, it is only HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the souls of the Yidden alone. It's just for you alone, without anybody else with you. Which is a posik in Mishlei. And here, this que- this connection between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and the Shomer Yisroel, Keshes Eben Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the Shomer Yisroel, who in Yitmidi, that's a constant, v'nitzchi and eternal. She'ein b'shinoim, there's no changes. V'lochein kam hakorbin she'b'shayichus l'zeh, and therefore, also the korbin that is relates to that connection between a father and a son, that the father that the son provides for the father is a korbin tomit. That's a constant korbin. Midah yom b'yom every day and day. That affects that pleasantness of spirit before Hakadosh Baruch etc. This is, so to speak, Lachmi Shel Hakadosh Baruch This is my bread, the bread of Hakadosh Baruch the carbon of the Yid. So, what happens today without carbonus? We know that the davening takes place instead of the tmidim. So the im yale belibishal odum hamispalal. If it shall enter the heart of the person who's davening, mau achashivus agdoilo kolkach. What is it so important? Shalavidas hatfilo shali. Then my davening, what my prayer. Umidayoy beyoyman every day and day after daven. Umau harash im yechzar. What is the great deal that it's going to be lacking chaz v'sholom, God forbid, echot me'atfilas b'yoyim poshudi me'sachoyl, he will be missing one of the davenings on a regular day, a weekday. So what's a big deal? Alzeh bo ha'mayne v'hayiro me'pirush rashi dilon. For this we get the answer and the instruction from our rashi. HaKadosh Baruch Hu b'kesh Hashem asked, Tzavei ezbonai olai, Instruct my children on me, that they should make sure to be careful, to guard, that they should bring in its time, every day, constantly. And the prayer come in place of the Korbanis. This is my bread, essential for Hashem. 
This is more important than Hashem should appoint a shepherd for Obnei Yisrael. We'll move on, and it's understood, she came who bechol yem tomit. That so, so is in every day, constantly. Which means, in the special days in the year, and on a regular day, weekday. And every day and day. So through the prayer of each one and one, it becomes a pleasantness of spirit before me that I've said that my will has been done. This is accomplished every day through every davening, and that's why this is essential not to miss even one, because this is essential thing for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. This is his lachmi, and this is the nachas ruach. This is Mesichas Shabbos Parshas Pinchas Tovshin Lamed Aleph.